Hello, welcome to another episode of Is It Better Down Where It's Wetter. I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the podcast where no matter whether you've got flippers, fins, mm. uh, little little uh, cute tentacles, yeah. uh, gi- big, giant, scary tentacles, uh, or, or some other weird kind of locomotion, we're jealous. Mm-hmm. We'd rather be down under the water. Uh, 100%. Yeah, living that aquatic life. Jonathan, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, this is the time of year where we get to go ice fishing mm. and it's exciting. I've never actually done it. I want to. Yeah. Um, no, you got to kind of go a ways. Yeah. I mean, here, gotta, in, here in Baltimore, we're close to the ocean. All that salt water, not so great not for so the great. ice fishing. Yeah. But it, I'm excited to like possibly go on a vacation to go find just, you know, like in a shack. Yeah. You know, drill a hole. Right. And then go fishing. I don't even like eating fish. Uh, but right. I, I like the idea of the cold mm-hmm. shack and then drilling holes in ice. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, in this day and age, you know, we're so connected on the internet. I bet you could do it. You could find somebody yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody who's already out there. You could probably Airbnb this adventure. I was thinking really. Airbnb-S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shack. Yeah, Shack. Yeah, being Shack. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah, I'm uh, personally uh, pining for warm weather right now. As we all know, snorkel season has definitely ended. Yeah. Uh, it's it's shivery out there, and uh, I don't have the money to spring for a nice uh, dry air suit, you know, to uh, actually keep the frigid temperatures out. So if I'm going to get any more snorkeling done and kind of spend time communing with uh, my fishy people, I'm going to have to head south. Okay. And um pretty pretty far south, I think. Okay. I kind of want to get to Argentina the, to the Gulf and just keep going. Yeah, okay. some something uh South America does sound really good. Yeah. Sound, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of funny cuz you think about how close South America is to, you know, Antarctica. You know, it's only parts of it. It's a very tall continent. Do you mean like height-wise to the sky or It's like a thin and, and if you're if you're holding a map so that north is up, it's yeah. tall in that sense. So it's uh, it's longer in one direction. Got it. The tip goes closer, uh, not nearly as close as Africa though. There's a lot of ocean between the end of South America and the Antarctic. Huh. Okay. That would have. I just. I guess I haven't seen a, a map in a long time. Yeah. Who looks at them anymore? Yeah. I like to look unless, at globes. Unless they're dive maps. Am I yes. Right? Uh, well, Jonathan, other than, uh, your ice fishing trip, uh, what else is new? You've been spending any time at the aquarium? I have been. Mm. Um, it's always good to just see all those, you know, fish, sharks. Yeah. Uh, I hate the, the dolphin stuff. I always yeah. feel like dolphins are, actually, the idea of, like, animals being crept up in something. Right. So tight. But then I also think about the idea that, like. We can't let them out in the inner harbor. They they wouldn't last ten seconds. Right, that's not uh, yeah, anything that's, to do with their habitat. Nope, really, nothing at all. Uh, do you have any updates on your dolphin crush? Yes. Have they noticed you yet? No. Mm. Uh, for some reason, wherever I'm sitting in the the splash zone, mm-hmm. I'm always the driest one. Oh wow! So it's so hard to know. Do you think that's because they're looking out for you, or maybe because they? Or, or trying to send you a different signal. I don't know. Like I, I want to think it's positive. Like, hey, this is this is dolphin snot. Don't take it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I just, I always, I always walk out the, the smiles on people's faces when they leave and they're all covered in dolphin snot. Yeah. It's like, I wish that was me. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, any any updates on new toys? I know you've been trying to uh, submit some yes. uh, some new inflatables, some uh, things for them to play with. So I I thought about possibly how to change a beach ball mm-hmm. and make it a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. Um, right now the only thing I thought of was adding a chain to it, but then it's just a floating chain. Yeah. Um, but seems a little hazardous. Yeah. Um, but I, when I I I did get some responses back, like Hasbro said, at no point can they produce a, a any kind of toy for for children or animals that's mm-hmm. a ball and chain um and so i said okay i understand so back to the old drawing board yeah that was um, an interesting response i i thought you know there are there are so many reasons for yeah. hasbro to sort of politely decline yeah uh, and that one, I think, uh, kind of opens a crack in a, a door that I don't know if I want to know what's behind it. Yeah. Parker Brothers was interested in coming up with an inflatable chessboard. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think I think that could be good. And maybe a chance for you to square off mind to mind with your dolphin crush. 100%. Yeah. Love it. Well, um, I'm excited for our guest today. Yes, I am too. Yeah, we're going to be exploring some sort of different sides of the aquatic life, yeah, uh, including little... and uh, perhaps especially when that aquatic life finds itself on land. Mm. Yeah, so hang on to that. It's and not mermaids. It's uh, it's definitely not. We're In fact, uh, I just want to repeat, we're never doing an episode on the to. movie Mermaids. No, some, we're not. At some point. No, it's too depressing. At some time. Yeah. Okay. Spl- Splash is not what you think it's about. No, it's exactly what I think it's about. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, let's not rehash this. Okay. Uh, folks, we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Hinken. I'm Laura Wexler, and we're the hosts of the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. We are a podcast in which you can hear true personal stories that are sad, happy, funny, sad. itchy. There's no itchy stories. Why did you say sad twice? Because we gravitate towards sadness. That's not true. It's very fun. You can download us on stoopstorytelling.com or iTunes, and you can also find us at the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. We are delighted Mm -hmm. to be joining the studio today by a fellow sea obsessed person yes uh but not with all sea life necessarily uh although we didn't we didn't really discuss that uh but with one specific crustacean that uh i think has been making waves no i'm sorry i know that's yeah. we'll edit that out later yeah that was that was rough uh please welcome lobster aficionado jess finn hi guys hi jess jess thank you so much for being on the show today oh thank you for having me uh now, if I understand this right, you may like lobsters more than anybody else I know. Oh, oh, I definitely do. I like them more than they like each other, actually. Wow. Oh, nice. What you would think is is a lot. Although, actually, I, I don't know. Uh, so may- maybe you can help us mm-hmm. dig into this a bit. I find the lobster pretty mysterious. Oh, they they like it that way then. It's working. Mm. But they uh, actually, they do cannibalize each other. Like, oh, wow. Regularly. Yeah. So they're an isolationist sort of creature. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So is, uh, do, do lobsters have like territory that they keep to themselves? Do they bring or? their own butter? 
I'm sorry. Do they bring their own what? Sorry, I just well, hearing that they they eat each other. I was like, from what I know, is that most people eat lobsters. With oh, water. So. do do lobsters uh, prepare food? Uh, no, no, not often. Okay. They they like to eat it uh, raw. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I was imagining something pretty visceral, sort of like giant mm-hmm. claws tearing, you know, through armor, finding the the soft parts, pulling one one another into pieces. Mm-hmm. And I guess you were imagining Jonathan more of like a, a Long John Silver's kind of experience. Yeah, just something like a Red Lobster, where you see the, like the crack, and then the the juices shoot out, and then like the pouring of the hot melted butter on it. So like like in the TV ads. Yeah, like in the TV ads. I mean that that's pretty much the only conceptual idea of what real lobsters I have. Red Lobster commercials, mm-hmm. Sebastian from The Little Mermaid, and then just the tanks that you see in grocery stores. Jess, I, I see you uh, sitting very patiently, but mm-hmm. I can also tell you're seething a little bit about this. Now, is, is Jonathan's conception close to reality? Oh, oh, far from it. Okay. I mean, I think that Sebastian was a crab. Just that's, to start. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just not nearly as, uh, you know, an interesting and, and beautiful creature as a lobster. Uh, now, I, I want to uh, touch on something that you brought up as well. I know it's a very well-recognized national food chain, mm-hmm. but if I understand right, red is actually not a normal color for a lobster to be. No. No, not at all. They're, they're usually kind of a caramel color, okay. dark, deep. Like your caramel's gone too far kind of color. Ah. Um, or, or they can be blue, actually. Okay. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they're not when uh, we see them, I guess, sort of cooked and prepared. Uh, do you know what that's mm. all about? Um, chemical reactions yeah. just really release a lot of uh, the steam, the juices, mm. the viscera. Yikes. of the lobster and, and turn it red so n- now knowing that my my conceptual observation of lobsters are just like crabs and that i'm very ashamed to not know the differences i guess between the two well then this this is why we do this podcast because we've been raised i think all of us uh humans are, right. are raised on a lie that we have the right life that we living on land have it all figured out and that whatever's going on down there in the right. water is alien somehow or mysterious or wrong and uh, one of the things we want to do here is kind of blow up that idea. Right. So I, I guess uh, seeing the colors of what lobsters look like in, in tanks at the at, like the grocery store and stuff, um, they kind of look like what a blue crab looks like before it's prepared for, for table sitting. Uh, so I'm just wondering, like, can you tell the difference between a male lobster and a female lobster like you can with a blue crab? With like the tips of their their claws, oh, the shape say of their the bottom, of something else. No, 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 their claws. Because like okay. blue crabs, if they have, uh, uh, I, th- I believe it's like blue tipped claws. Well, we're not here to talk about oh, crabs. Okay. I'm sorry, Justin. I don't know if drawing you know explicit differences between genders of lobsters is strictly speaking okay necessary. Um, they're, yeah, they're I- very fluid creatures. I, one of the things uh, I found interesting talking with you before the show was uh, just how rich the the sort of cultural interactions uh, of lobsters, when they are willing to deal with one another, can go. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, they tend to uh, kind of dance almost together. Um, 
they have a very you know structured um, social um, hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a very clear. It's actually a very long uh, sort of gestation period in in growing the young. Mm. They're very attached to the to the mother. Um, it leads to a lot of uh, I think anxiety over the long term, maybe. But interesting. Uh, if, uh, so it sounds like there, there's a, a very long sort of parent child relationship in, mm-hmm. in bringing that child up. Uh, how large would you say the typical lobster family is? Oh, uh, depends on, you know, how long after they were released, they don't tend to do well once they, they go off on their own, mm. um, hundreds at the beginning and then quickly just peter out when they disperse mm, i see and mm-hmm. so the ones that sort of stay close to the parents they have mm-hmm. a, a higher chance of uh, making it on their own exactly those familial bonds oh wow actually actually kind of relate to that a lot it sounds yeah. like what's been going on a lot uh in the u.s here with uh wages being pushed down and yeah. millennials uh not being able to find work to to get housing because housing prices keep going up yeah, right uh i think it's a very similar kind of survival issue that uh if if you're young the expectations on you are completely out of control mm-hmm. that's why i really am an advocate for moving into the water Yes. Well, hey, us too. Uh, I know I find myself very often uh, standing on a shore or a dock and just thinking, I could just leave it all behind, strip down, sink into the ocean and Mm -hmm. and wander out into a trench somewhere uh, and maybe make some lobster friends. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I, I, I can picture that. Just that's the dream. Yeah, but do do we have to like move to to New England just to enjoy that that part, or you know, like again, that is a good yeah, question. Like, Something we don't uh, think about a lot as as people who live on land. You know, we say real estate is king, location, location, location. Uh, but who is is doing the mapping on where humans and different creatures of the sea can encounter one another? Um, do you do you personally study uh, where lobsters go? I do actually. Huh? Mm. That's how I first uh, got acquainted with the, the lobsters. Oh my gosh, I would love yeah. to hear that story. Um, well, I uh, you know I had um, a little bit of a falling out with my parents. Um, oh no! I went on a tour of New England, mm. um, and you know most of the work up there is uh, lobster related, right? Um, and so I, I uh, went out. I was supposed to map their kind of migration patterns, how, uh, mm. how successful our repopulating um, uh, capabilities were going as, and as lobster I'm sorry, if you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you uh, started this work? Uh, 14. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so legally could. Right. Right. Yeah. No, of course. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. I, I yeah. did not at all mean to imply, uh, but that that is awfully young, I think, to be out on your own and um, essentially living on the sea, if mm-hmm. I understand this work right. It it was it was difficult, but I think I, you know, with the help of the lobsters, really found myself mm-hmm. as, as an adult. And, now, and... Do, you, do you remember, was there one moment where mm-hmm. it, it really clicked for you that that the lobsters were uh, sort of your people? Uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of personal, but I, I guess oh, sure. I can, I can tell you guys. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I actually had laid a lobster trap to, okay. to catch some. Um, and when I pulled it up there, it had broken and, um, it releases the lobsters so they don't rot down there. Right. Um, 
And so I really was down on my luck. And then a, a lobster actually just crawled out of the water to my feet. Wow. Wow. And let me eat him. Oh, that's sweet. That's, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. to know that, like, to just give yourself up to to make sure that you're able to survive is like that's something you don't you don't think about i mean i guess the idea that the lobsters eat lobsters maybe they're giving themselves up so that others can get stronger and and more vibrant mm. uh I, I was looking through uh google news just to see some articles about uh things that you've been uh, written up for. And one of the things I saw was during uh, the recent Crayola campaign for a new crayon color, you fought to get a, a more natural lobster color crayon made. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not successful. They went with another blue. Um, I'm really sorry about that. But This is a great personal failure of mine, I feel. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like you, you put in a lot of effort to, to try to get this uh, made so that people, children can actually see real lobsters. Because again, like all, all I see is red. Like mm-hmm. that's usually what we see. Do you feel like there is a, a, a mischaracterization of lobsters in the United States? Oh, definitely, definitely. One of the big parts of of my campaign is you know we don't we can't just approach our food like oh here it is on our plate right mm. here it is red ready for us. We need to know the nitty gritty of what is happening uh, in the kitchen. Um, and so my crayon was, it was a brown crayon yes. with flecks of blue and, mm. and white and, right. and the sea, which they thought would be confusing to children. Right. But it really teaches them a valuable lesson. Sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you just name the crayon true lobster and then mm-hmm. people will know like, Oh, I can use this to color a lobster. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I think the, 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 the crazier part is like they turn red once with the chemicals and ch- 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 reaction in right. the w- boiling water. Uh, but all the pictures that you get of lobsters, they look happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're dead by that time when right. they turn that color. Yeah, I, I would. Um, I'm sorry to get squeamish here. We have talked an awful lot about uh, lobster death and uh, what's done with their corpses afterwards. Um Jess, what can you tell us about the life of a lobster? Like, what what makes a lobster happy? A lobster is really just happiest enjoying the ocean. Mm. You know, sitting at the bottom of the sea, cleaning himself in the sand. Um, have quite a, a, a large sort of um, tract that they'll walk down there mm. um, eating. I really, sure. yeah, really feel a lot of, um, you know, a bond with them over how much they like to eat. It's it's pretty much all you need to make a lobster happy. Nice. Do uh do lobsters spend a lot of their time eating? Um, as much of it as they can. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I think I can relate to that too. Yeah. You know, I get sad sometimes. Yeah. Want to want to eat that pain? Yeah. This is lobsters are really tasty. <laughs> Jonathan, sorry. Could... Sorry, I just I keep every time I look at like up, like I keep looking at the microphone, but every time I look up, I just picture like beautifully melted butter, and I know it's inappropriate. Yeah, we. I'm really sorry. We've got to stop doing these before lunch. Yeah, no, because I I'm, I'm just picturing a lobster roll. Yeah, and um, do you have you ever like do they make lobster cakes, like crab cakes? They don't. The the meat is too tender. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And I'm, I'm really sorry. You don't have to answer questions about food made from lobsters if you if you are uncomfortable. We can. Um, what could you describe the perfect lobster roll? Yes. Okay. So a uh, lot of controversy regarding this. Um, you should never serve lobster cold with that cold mayo sort mm. of sauce on a roll. Okay. You really want just lobster sweet okay. tissue from the claws tail and just buttered hot buttered okay and then a roll which is just painted with butter if you're going to consume their flesh that right. is it's just butter the That's ultimate the mm-hmm. i kind of want to start a, a like a foundation or something where we can get lobsters access to butter like naturally they deserve to know what it tastes like you know like if they're eating one another if they're anyway. eating one another they might as well get the full experience well we've established so far that humans love eating lobster lobsters will eat one another uh, I'm not clear on whether they enjoy that or not. Um, what are, what are some other enemies of the lobster? Maybe not in the predation sense, but mm-hmm. in the um, maybe political sense or uh, social enemy sense. Oh, uh, birds! Just oh. a lot of birds have a lot of uh, power with the flying, mm-hmm. and they really like to kind of hold that over a lot of the ocean's life. Especially lobsters. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought about I mean, with a lobster mostly living its life on the, the bottom, I would mm-hmm. think they would generally be pretty pretty out of the reach of most birds. As with most conflicts of this nature, it a- occurred during a specific uh, period of time. Oh my. In the nineties. Okay. Oh wow. when a lot of um, actually a lot of our efforts to replenish the lobster populations. Um we were just dumping the lobster uh, babies into mm. the ocean to get to the bottom, and uh, birds ate all of them. Oh gosh! Yeah, like like a condor. Yeah, yeah. I could see a condor just going through and just it's a pretty big bird. Yeah, I don't. I don't think of condors as being seabirds. I mean, if you're by the water, I mean, my my concern about my my concern about the the lobsters eating lobsters, birds eating lobsters, is the shell, like. Like what's happening? Like, are they eating it whole? Are yeah. They... What, what's um? What is being done with uh, the shell? These are very tough exoskeletons, and mm-hmm. I imagine they can uh, outlast far beyond the life of the lobster that lives inside of them. So they actually regrow new shells as they get bigger, mm-hmm. and when they first are making them, they're very soft. Mm-hmm. So that's the preferred time of most predators. Predators. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess get them get them when they're vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, well, we are uh, almost out of time for the the interview portion of this. Um, do you uh, do you have any any anything you would particularly like our our listeners to know that uh, they may not know about lobsters? Oh, uh, well, I really think that we uh, we have a friend in the lobster for yeah. anyone that wants to you know, to come to the ocean with us. Yeah. Um, but, but also um, if, if you must indulge in the lobster related um, culinary delicacies, mm. um, you know, uh, keep them, freeze them first a little bit, just get them a little cold mm. and then a quick knife through the head. That's the most humane sort of uh, way of sacrifice. All right. Uh, well, thank you for that. Um, if you don't mind, uh, would you uh, stick around and play a game with us? 
Of course. Great. Uh, well, that means it's time for the Splash Zone. Splash Zone. Uh, we, we know not everybody is already on board with the idea of abandoning property and walking into the ocean to rejoin the aquatic life there. Some things are going to be hard to leave behind, uh, or we think they're going to be hard to leave behind. Maybe it's Twitter. Maybe it's online news. Um, maybe it's um, written word. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we asked you to tell us, uh, you and, and we continue to ask you. Uh, you can reach us on our website at wehavetoask.com or on Twitter or Facebook at wehavetoask. And we wanted to know, what would you find difficult to leave behind or something that you think you're not going to be able to take with you when you move into the sea? Jonathan, do you have the first one there? Uh, yeah, we got one on Facebook. Um, and it's I'm surprised that we haven't gotten this sooner. Um, but I'm very, very interested to see how we're going to handle this. Uh, this comes to us from Frankie D's. Uh, and it, it simply says, breathing. Now, and that got one like and one heart. Yeah. Can't believe that we it's, it's haven't funny. gotten that one and yet. Maybe because most of our listeners are taking this seriously. Right. Uh, Frankie D's, I have to say, w- look at dolphins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at whales. They do this literally all the time. But they have to come up for air. They do. So, like. My thing is we don't have a natural like Super Mario breathing mm-hmm. um, meter that comes up that says like you have this much air left. And then you also don't have like hearts or health meter that yeah. like after you've given up that breathing, you know, and then like video games have really kind of spoiled your idea of being underwater. Huh? Yeah. I mean, the I, I wish that there was a way that we could just have like a bubble that you could breathe in, like in Sonic Super Mario and Sonic, where yeah. you just like go over a bubble and it's like, womp, womp. Mm-hmm. and then you're not, you know, like if there was a music, if there was music that would play mm-hmm. behind me to let me know that I'm about to drown. Yeah. Possibly I'd be willing to like spend more time underwater. But like, again, Unless I have gills, I can't breathe underwater. Right. Like dolphins and whales. So to to fully like take the point of we can do this underwater. Yeah. We can't. Unless wow. unless we have a scuba tank and at that point, all game. Uh Jess, do you have any mm-hmm. thoughts on this particular mm-hmm. sort of uh contentious issue? I have to say it's it's an issue that's been perplexing me for some time. Hmm. Um I've had some failures with elaborate uh, systems of tubes yeah um but uh yeah it's a it's an active area of investigation mm-hmm. uh, i'm pleased to say that uh engineering has gotten us a long way uh we were able to build incredibly strong rust resistant structures underwater we can pump them full of air and uh, keep that air scrubbed and clean i mean if we're able to send people to space and keep them alive where there's nothing outside not even water Water, which is full of oxygen, by the way, perfectly filled with all those chemicals you need to keep your body going. Uh, I think if you're worried about breathing underwater, then maybe you're not taking this seriously. You know, it's going to be fine. You're either going to buy something or move into a habitat where somebody else is taking care of it. Or if you're lucky enough and you're on the right waiting list, uh, stem cell research is doing amazing things. I think gills can't be that far around the corner. So... Hang in there, you know, bunk up, buck up, Frankie D's. Uh, I got one from Twitter. 
Excellent. Um, this is from Sean Aston seventy two, um, and it just says uh, a good old round of golf. Mm. I believe. I mean, there's a lot of seaweed down there, so you got some green, but pretty much most of it is probably a sand trap. I I see one of the major issues here being that with the water resistance being so much higher than air resistance. You're going to have a really hard time getting a satisfying bead on that that ball, really like knocking it any distance uh, that that would feel satisfying. I just feel like at that point you just create a, an 18-hole round that is to scale of what strength you could do to a ball underwater. Yeah. But the problem is, is that like every time you hit the ball, you're hitting some sort of penalty, whether it be the water, which is a stroke, Right. Um, or you get stuck in the sand, and that's just going to be hard to get out. Like, you're constantly just going to be, like, sand hopping. Mm. Jess, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I think it could really um, actually be sold as a, as a more advanced form of golf. Mm. It's with higher difficulty, greater strength would be required. Right. A lot of training. But I think eventually we'd, we'd be able to see some of the greatest athletes come out of that. Yeah, I really like the idea that they're really going out there, giving it their all just powerful swings uh but on a course that we would all on land recognize as a mini golf right course uh with uh i think we, when we haven't really talked about this with the added hazards of aquatic life right. coming and going it's it's not like you can fence that off so you're going to see sharks trying to eat the golf balls because they look like eggs uh and i think that's going to add a little bit of excitement to the game yeah so um yeah, yeah. I would say maybe your idea of what golf is uh, could be stretched a little bit. But uh, thanks for the question, Sean. Uh, that's that's all the that's all the questions. All right. Well, we appreciate you all writing in. Uh, hopefully, we're helping to assuage some of your your fears and trepidations about taking that long walk off of a short pier. Uh, and you know what? Thanks, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Jess, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Yeah. And uh, we just want everyone to know that the lobster is our friend. All right. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jessica Finn, and I would like all of you to join me in the world's most extreme exercise program. We're bringing it underwater, and you won't recognize yourself when you come out. Join Inner Harbor CrossFit. We will break you butter you, and spit you back out. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, Jonathan, that was a really enlightening interview. Mm -hmm. I I don't think I'm going to look at these clawed creatures the same. No. They need to be on a plate. I I took away something different. Okay. And it's that uh, I, I did not know that lobsters were... Um, so introverted. I didn't know that they thought they were as delicious as I thought they were. I think the jury's still out on that. I mean, humans do eat humans as well. We have evidence. It's and usually... then I believe because they enjoy doing it. No, it's usually not. There's a, there's like one or two cases that are pretty famous of cannibalism because they enjoy it. But I don't think it's because they like the food. It's more of like a weird power fantasy thing because they usually also have sex with them first. But they enjoyed it. Well, they might have. 
That's not that never really comes up. You okay. know, you read the court proceedings of like Jeffrey right. Dahmer Nobody and, just said, "Hey, did you like it?" And then yeah. But I think that's because they don't want other people just eating people. Could be. Yeah, yeah you don't want to sensationalize it. No. Well, I'm still skeptical on that, but I have to say, I I do feel like I share something with the lobster now that uh, sometimes I don't want to be around people either. You know, yeah. I just I just want my own space. I want to crawl in the sand and sit quietly, and maybe be, eat something. Yeah. Just hopefully not someone of your own species. Yeah. 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 It seems weird. Not into that part. Bit, yeah. Uh, well, Jonathan, what do we have coming up next week? Oh, next week is going to be real fun. We're going to be talking about clowns. Uh, I'm sorry. Cl- clowns? Like mm-hmm. uh, face paint and makeup? Mm-hmm. Hong Kong nose? Yep. Are you sure you don't mean clown fish? We're going to be talking about clown fish. Oh, my gosh. Okay, good. Because that sounded really terrifying. For I me. have to go and reschedule a guest. Oh, all right. So you already had... You know what? Maybe uh, we can do both. Okay. If you've already booked them, let's see if we can get uh, our clown fish expert and our clown expert together. That might be okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll throw it down. Uh, great. Well, uh, thanks everybody so much for listening and for all of your, uh, questions and suggestions. Uh, we wouldn't do this show without you. This has been another episode of, is it better down where it's wetter? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. And as always, somewhere beyond the sea. We'll see y'all next time. This episode of, is it better down where it's wetter is brought to you by Inner Harbor CrossFit. We'd like to thank our producers, Amy and Harry Lobsters, and thanks to Skies and Chaos for use of our theme song, New Day. Check them out on iTunes, and while you're there, check us out as well. If you're already a subscriber, give us a rating and a review. It really helps. Join the discussion online at wehaftoask.com or on Facebook or Twitter at We Have to Ask. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Peaksloft Network at peaksloft.com. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to We Have to Ask. We Have to Ask? I gotta be honest with you, I'm not sure what the hell is going on. So we have to ask. I, I, I've i tried to ask, you and I, I haven't gotten any answers. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why... There's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network.